0: I wrote this piece when I was far away from home, finding my way and afraid, confused. And I often played the song, the folk song, 500 Miles. It resonated with how I felt. And then I wrote this one day. Here are a few thoughts about the folk song, 500 Miles, by Peter, Paul, and Mary, and about the parable of the prodigal son. The song was originally written and sung by Hetty West, entitled The Rail- Railroader's Lament, but the lyrics may have been derived from an older folk song. The parable of the prodigal son can be found in Luke 15. Lord, I can't go a home this away. That is a haunting lyric. Lord, I'm one. Lord, I'm two. Lord, I'm three. Lord, I'm four. Lord, I'm five hundred miles from my home. Is there any other way to go home than as we are? You know, I wonder if the reason we stay away is because we believe that home is where the successful are. And why would losers like us want to meet with that? It's not the father that we fear so much, but the older brother, the one who never risked anything and doesn't know what it is to lose all and not be able to look yourself in the mirror. To be honest, it is hard for me to understand the older brother in the story. I've never met anyone who didn't sell their birthright for a mess of pottage. Only those who cannot or will not see that they have. And I feel increasingly uncomfortable around that sort. We have so little to talk about. Now the father, on the other hand, the father in the story, him I get, um, it's obvious that he understood the prodigal. He might not have spent his wealth on harlots, but it appears, at least, that he understood what it was to be deeply wrong and terribly ashamed and to have to return home. With nothing. You might say that it was fatherly affection that prompted him to slay the fatted calf and throw the party and all that. I'm sure that there was some of that in it but consider what you know of fathers and sons and reconciliations. In most cases returning prodigals are met with skepticism and the reconciliation is slow and it's paced commensurate with the prodigal's improved behavior. This father seems to understand firsthand what it is that the prodigal has had to overcome to return home. My may be straight stretching the point, but the meeting of these two is very moving, and I have a hard time not believing that the father understood. And then there is this party with special gifts, a robe and a ring, rings historically denoted ceremonies wherein there was a transfer of authority. Now that's strange in this whole thing that kind of sticks out. It's a it's a strange thing to do for a nasty prodigal. A party perhaps, but the ring and the robe just go over the top. The brothers' angst is somewhat understandable considering the lavishness that was poured over the one that was lost. But the strange thing about the story is how it all turned out. In the end, we see this feast, and there is the prodigal, and there is the father. And then outside is the other son. There's one person left out in this whole thing, standing out, likely in the dark, alone. And there he is, the other brother. And, of course, even stranger, of his own accord. The other thing that's interesting is the fact that the father and the prodigal end up in the same boat financially. Think about it. What does the father tell the older son? He says, all that I have is yours. So, wait a second. So the father's saying that from this point, he really owns nothing. Now, it, it may just be a matter of time. He There may need to be a transferal of deed. It may have to wait until his death or whatever. But the father has kind of resigned himself to the fact that he is leaving all of his earthly possessions. And he's leaving them to this oldest son, who wouldn't come in under the feast. And soon he'll be gone. Um... And he will be left in exactly the same position as the prodigal son in the way of earthly possessions, namely having nothing. And the older brother who could not see his way to rejoice with the prodigal is left with what he wanted in the first place, to preserve at all costs his worldly inheritance. It's an interesting story. And it's, it is a hopeful one for anyone that's far from home. I can't go a home this away. Well, maybe. Maybe not. Who knows, but what the Father, which seems so far from our humanity, knows better than anyone else what it is to be losers like us. What if the reason we chose to risk our inheritance in the first place was because we knew that there was something that the Father knew that we didn't know, and we desired to grow up and come to know that compassion which prompted the father to slay the fatted calf, and to bestow upon the wretched the choicest of gifts. It's something to think about anyways, and it's a good song. I thought I'd share my thoughts with you about it today. God bless you, The Trackless Path.